but it's just you know a long time of hard work that's what i always tell people it's like people think they're gonna move to nashville and get their big break in like a day but it almost never happens like that it's it's more often lots of years of you know steady hard work and and faithfulness to the lord and he's gonna do it between the grooves is hosted by james curtis music director and morning man in the greater toronto area on joy radio and aisha woods Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. I cringe when oh. I hear that. I cringe when I hear that. It reminds <laughs> me when I was a kid. I, I took piano <laughs> lessons when I was a kid, and it just reminds me of all the work that had to be done. You know, you, oh, th- like you think when you learn an instrument, you can you can immediately start to play a song, right? But whether it's guitar, <laughs> yes. piano, uh, or any instrument for that matter, you think that you would immediately begin to be able to play a song. But no, you got to learn those scales. It's just so annoying. Yep. And, and you got to practice. Part of the process. And, and it's, you got to learn them in different keys. You got to learn them yep. in different speeds. And, and oh, yeah, just brings back <laughs> memories. <laughs> A little PTSD going on over there? Something like that. Something like that. I need therapy. Hey, our guest this week, Natalie Lane. She's currently on tour with Danny Gokey and Austin French. She's got a great song out right now called Amen. Let's get to this conversation with Natalie. Hey, good morning, Natalie. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear us? We can hear you. Yes, I can. Um, I got to say, I took piano lessons when I was a kid. My parents forced me. Um, (laughs) That's usually the case. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I come from a very musical family anyway, so I suppose yeah. that part was good. It was a great introduction to music, I suppose. But Same, man, yeah. I hated those scales. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, honestly, it's got to be totally get that. the most mundane, boring thing. And then, of course, you got to practice that. Yeah, exactly. You got to practice that every week. And that's that kind of what you perfect. get graded on. Like, you know, really? That was also C. No, it's true. The easiest. <laughs> yes, I can, I can that, still do. I can still do the. I can still do the key of C. Yeah, C's <laughs> still my favorite. I mean, it's just it's you everybody's don't have to think favorite. About it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so funny. My my parents like bought me this little keyboard when I was super young, like probably three or four, and um, they just like put it at my level and didn't say anything about it, and they totally let me discover it, and. So I yes. honestly think that was the trick because they would have made me take piano for sure. Are they but musical? They didn't have to. Oh yes, all okay. my my whole family plays music. Like my parents met in music school. Like it was okay. like nice. a whole thing. But so, when you were destiny. when we, when you were young, yes. did you actually see them and hear them play the piano themselves? I would see them lead worship. Neither of them, well, mom plays a little bit of piano, but dad plays bass and trombone. Okay. And mom mostly sings. So piano was kind of a unique thing to me. The only one who plays piano is my grandma, and she ended up being my first piano teacher. So everybody was involved. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun to have music. Did she spank your hands? (laughs) If you got it wrong, (laughs) she spank your hands. (laughs) She didn't go quite that far. No. 
<laughs> she did teach me my scales, though. There you go. I guess you're glad, yeah, or I did. guess they're probably glad they didn't get your drums. So true, but then my brother played drums, so oh. <laughs> it had to be somebody. <laughs> A lot of noise happening in the house, yeah, especially when they're young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you have to take recorder in school? <laughs> yes, and I thought it was the weirdest sound ever. I was like, why are we having That's students funny. play this? Like, it, it is, it's it's. Probably the most annoying for parents. I don't know what that's like yet. I think the most I think the most annoying is three blind mice on the recorder. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Because it you know, it's never in tune the first time they play it. Yeah. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> good impersonation there. It's pretty close, I think. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, <laughs> how did you how did your career evolve? Like was this in the plans for you or were you heading in another direction? No, I always have wanted to do music. Like since that little girl, like, you know, playing around on the keys, I like, I always knew I wanted to do something with music or like a worship leader. I went to college at a place called Belmont in Nashville. And um, that really, yes, (laughs) that was the catalyst for me to like really start pursuing artistry and writing a lot of songs and um so really just since being in nashville it's really taken off do you find the music scene in nashville though to be highly competitive like if you're going to nashville and specializing (laughs) in music everybody and their mother is going to be specializing in music everybody and their mother is going to be very talented (laughs) and and like i'm sure that the competition would be pretty stiff yeah i remember my first week in nashville like you know seeing some of the city and going to restaurants and whatever. And like, you know, your waiter would be musical and the random right. person you met on the street would be musical. And I was like, hang on now, this is not a great, you know, success rate we have going on here. Um, <laughs> so I remember noticing that and being like, man, God would have to do this. You know, if yeah. like hmm. if this happened, it would have to be him. And yeah. so, um, I don't know, but it's just, you know, a long time of hard work. That's what I always tell people. It's like people think they're going to move to Nashville and get their big break in like a day, but it almost never happens like that. It's, it's more often lots of years of, you know, steady hard work and, and faithfulness to the Lord and he's going to do it. So how how many years, how many years for you? It's been almost seven years. That okay. I've been in town. So oh, yeah. But yeah. a lot of people might look at it as overnight success. I mean, seven years isn't that long oh, compared yeah. to some other people. Totally. Some people, I mean, it takes decades or whatever. Yeah. And right. yeah, so I'm grateful. But it's it's really true. Like seven years feels like a long time when you're in it. But then it's amazing to see like when God says it's time, it it's just time. That's it. You know, nobody can stop no it. Stopping. Yeah. Green light. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> yeah. Come now, on. You, said, you said Nashville for the last seven years. Where is, uh, like, where are you from originally? Yeah, home is Colorado Springs, Colorado. All right. Um, I grew up there my whole life. I love the mountains so much. I like, I miss mm. that part of it for sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Your family still in, yep. in Colorado Springs or? Yes. Did my everybody whole family's still there. Make the move. Okay. My whole family's still there, including both sets of my grandparents. So it's fun oh, to wow. go and visit everybody. 
but actually uh-huh. my brother just moved to Nashville and we're really good friends. So it's been awesome to have him here. If you're looking for a drummer. I know. <laughs> it would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a good one too. There you go. So uh, tell yeah. me how the connection between you and Centricity Music, because a lot of people go to Nashville, they've got big dreams, they've got big plans, um, and yeah. and one of their plans is to get signed with a label. That that's the big thing for them, <laughs> and you know yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of work. You got to get noticed. You've got to you know have the right connections. Uh, things just have to work out like a puzzle. How did it work out for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. That's another thing that took a few years to <laughs> to come to fruition. But I, it goes back to Belmont too. I played this showcase at Belmont, which. I didn't even know was as big of a deal as it was, <clears throat> but um, they have these showcases on campus where it's like a whole audition thing, like students audition for months in advance, and then they end up picking four students to share their original songs for the school, um, and they have it like in the arena on campus, and like it's a big deal, but to me, I was like, I'm just playing these songs with my friends, I don't know. Um, and what I didn't know is that all the labels also come to it. Mm-hmm. And so I played this showcase and won it and then immediately had all these meetings with labels. Like it was super weird. So that was back in um, <laughs> 2019 that we played that. Um, and so I was having all these meetings with labels. I was um, recording some of my own songs independently just to release and was about to release that and go on my first tour. And it seemed like everything was happening back then. Like I was like, thank you, Lord. This seems like you're opening the doors. And then COVID happened and all of that stopped. And so it was the weirdest thing of being like, man, I was, I thought we were there, you know, and then it turns out that it must not be the time. And so it caused me to reevaluate a lot of things and, and really make sure that was the direction I wanted to take. But even through COVID and everything else, there was one label that really kept contact and that was Centricity. And so um, we talked for those three years. And then last year um, I went on one of the songwriting retreats that they put on and um, got to hang out with their whole team and it just was the perfect fit. And so we got home from that retreat and the next day they were like, we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. That's so partner. we've been working together for, yeah, <laughs> for a little mm-hmm. over a year now and they're just the best, most genuine people. So I'm really thankful. What was the prize for winning that competition initially? Was it to get to uh, get a chance to get in front of the labels or, or was there something completely different? I think so. I think the actual prize was like, they would connect you with one of the labels. Okay. Um, mm. But it ended up being kind of everybody. Um, and I was, <laughs> you know, grateful to be able to meet all those people too and just establish connections. So it was cool. Yeah, that's still a great, uh, great reward. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. Prize. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to get your pick too, right? I mean, everything worked out with centricity, oh, totally. but it's nice to have a bunch of stuff lined up well, it doesn't work out with this one. You could move to another one <laughs> if if that relationship totally. is better or whatever, right? So now, totally. um, as far as centricity is concerned, are you on as, obviously, an artist? Are you also on as a songwriter? Yes, also as a writer. Okay. And so does that mean yeah. you get into these songwriting sessions with other artists or other, other songwriters? 
Yeah. So when we, when we signed last, well, we started working together last summer, they like immediately went to work booking my calendar with everybody that I wanted to write with. So it was, it was nice. so cool. Cause I just kind of gave them a, like, these are the people I think I would really connect with. Like, um, you know, whatever of that you can make happen is great, whatever you can't. And they put all of those people on my calendar. And so um, it was really cool because at that time we were really writing songs for my project and um, got to, I mean, write with some dream songwriters for that project. And and then after we kind of wrapped up writing for the EP, um, then I got to write for other artists too. And I'm still kind of doing that. Like, you know, if Brandon Heath needs a song, I'll come in and and write for him or whatever. So it's been yeah. it's been fun to be on as an artist and then also a writer for other people. That is fun. Yeah, yeah it's cool. It keeps my schedule you, busy though. Do you play other <laughs> instruments besides uh, piano or is that your first and only instrument? Yeah, I play a little bit of guitar. Um, okay. And I'm learning, I'm trying to learn the cello right now. It's, it's wow. a totally different That's thing. That's impressive. Though. I just... I think it's such a beautiful instrument and I've always wanted to learn, but it is like, I thought, you know, playing guitar might help me a little bit on the cello. No, (laughs) it is totally different. thing. (laughs) So I'm back in the like squeaky phase of like, this sounds terrible right now, but we're going to get better. (laughs) Kind of like the recorder in, in kindergarten. Right. <laughs> exactly like the recorder. Yes. <laughs> but I try to practice when people aren't around as much, you know, I'm not annoying my parents anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is is your hope with the cello to eventually get to the point where you could perhaps uh record a little part for one of your songs like the chorus or something like that? Yeah, I think that would be so fun even if it's just a simple part, you know. Um yeah. but just the ability to to be able to do that and put it on whatever tracks I want would be so cool. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, touring. You've uh, had the opportunity to open for Jeremy Camp, Chris Tomlin, We the Kingdom, and and share the stage with many others. Um, You've been doing the tour thing with Danny Koki and Austin French uh, over the last little bit. How's, How's that been going for you? Oh, it's so much fun. It's such a great crew out on the road. And um, we have, like 18 shows left so we're rolling um yeah but man it's it's been so fun like this is the first time too that the songs have really been out there and so people know all the words when they come to the shows and it's really special to get to meet the people who you know the songs have meant something to them so um it's cool to really finally see some of that like fruit of what god's doing yeah Um, yeah it's it's special. It's been a really great tour. When you're uh, heading out on, I, I, I'm assuming you're on a bus, or are you flying out to the gigs? Yes, praise God, we have a bus. Okay, and it's, it's I mean, <laughs> it makes it so much better. But it's not every day of the week either. Like it's, I I would assume like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you're back for a few days, and then you're back on the road again. Yes, most of the time we pull out like bus pulls out on Wednesday night, and we drive through the yeah. night, have shows. Thursday through Sunday, and then we're back in Nashville on Monday morning. That's cool. What's your um, yeah? What's your team look like? Like, what size band are you taking uh, at this yeah, time? This is a this is a fun one because it's technically an acoustic tour for Danny. So 
Okay. He has a smaller okay. band than usual. Um, so he asked me if I would just open with me and the piano. And yes. I love that because that's where I started, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's been fun to kind of go back to my roots. And um, so I just open it with me and the piano. And then Austin plays with two of his guys. And okay. then Danny has four or five people. Um, and it's been great because I get to play keys in Danny's band, too. Oh, nice. Well, so, well that's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. And we get to sing together. And so that's been it's been fun to to be up there for the show and see how people are connecting. So if you're playing, if you're playing keys for Danny, who uh, ends up being the music director during the performance? Yeah. So Danny's bass player is really the, the band and band leader and music director. And he does an incredible job. Okay. I've I've seen in the past, the reason why I was asking because in the past I saw him uh, perform in Toronto, and I think it was the keyboardist that was kind of running the show at that oh, time. Oh, cool! So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the bass player is newer, but their his whole band is so good, and they've got that yeah kind of gospel guys. sound that he loves. Oh yeah, yeah such yeah. good dudes. So yeah, it's been awesome. So when you're on the road, uh, who do you end up sharing the bus with? <laughs> so it's kind of ended up like <laughs> Danny's got a bus full of guys and then Austin and I and our teams kind of share a bus. Right. Um so we have two awesome female tour managers who are killing it. So they're on my bus and um awesome. I bring out a tour manager and and she's on there. So it's it's been so much fun. We have just hilarious late night conversations on the bus when we're exhausted <laughs> and, you know, giggling because it's just, everything's funny when it's 1am. Um, yes. So it's been, <laughs> it's Can really totally been relate. a great crew to be out with. Yes. Yeah. Are, we um, hit that point almost every night. So. Are, you, are you a <laughs> night person or are you a morning person? I am a night person, and I think the Lord knew I would need that because. <laughs> to say one o'clock conversations, late. yeah. Ooh. What about yeah, you, Aisha? About I mean, you've got we get on the bus. Aisha, what about you? You've got kids, so has that changed for you? <laughs> oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Listen, ten o'clock starts rolling around, and I'm I'm hitting my wall, brother. I'm like, <laughs> I need my bed. But was it always like there that? There was for a you? day. Yeah. No. No. There, there was a day when, um, of course, those 1 a.m., 2 a.m., uh, yeah. giggly, fun times, <laughs> there were, you know, that was just the way yeah. it was. But yeah, after kids, marriage and kids, mm. like I said, 10 o'clock, <laughs> like, where's my bed? Man, 10 o'clock <laughs> bedtime does sound pretty great. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Should, should I tell Should Love I tell it. Natalie what time I go to bed at night? Oh my gosh! Oh no, you don't. You don't go to bed at night. You go to bed in the afternoon. Wow, evening, <laughs> evening, early evening. Yeah, se- seven p.m. on a school night. I call it a school night, but when I've got to work the next day because I do the morning show, I'm oh, at, man. I'm in bed by seven o'clock. So, what time are you up in the mornings? Um, two a.m. Are you? Yeah, so, so you I'm getting up when you're when just thinking just, about it. That's when Natalie's getting her giggle on. I'm going, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, if They're winding good. down at that time. But this is on the road for you, yeah. right? So so you're going to bed 1 right. o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. What time are you getting up in the morning? Or in the afternoon, shall I say? Oh, 
<laughs> not quite afternoon. You know, maybe nine or ten. Okay. In the morning. Yeah. And is this a is yeah. this a thing because that you're arriving at your destination, or is that every everybody's getting up and you start hearing the noises? Yes. Yeah, so really, we can't. Um, usually, we can't get into the venues until nine a.m. And so it's about that time that like production's loading stuff in. And everybody's kind of getting up. So then you hear people, you feel the bus stop, you know. Um, so that's about the time for everybody. Right. And uh, so given the dynamics, uh, traveling in a bus with a bunch of other people, is there a is there yeah. a pecking order as far as who gets the, the washroom first? Like who, who gets to brush their teeth and <laughs> that sort of thing? Before, you know, because how many people in the bus? Six, eight? There are 12 of us 12? on the bus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so is there a, is there a fight? Oh no. Really like most of the time we're just on the bus to sleep and so like we've already brushed our teeth in the previous venue and everything and then okay. get on the bus to sleep and then when you get up in the morning you get to the next venue and you go brush your teeth in there. So usually there's not a fight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't is if I can handle Where like, do you like to sleep? 12 people. My yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah. I know. Where do you like to sleep? It's you, a, you claim top bunk, middle bunk, bottom bunk. You which? know what? Every, everybody's vying for the middle, for sure. Because mm-hmm, the bottom's mm-hmm. a little, like, bottom's like you got to lay on the ground and roll in kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the top bunk is just like climbing a ladder to get up there, you know. Um, so... Middle's perfect, and they say they usually put artists in the middle. So I do have a middle bunk on this tour. There you go. Is that a rule? Seriously, <laughs> put the put the artists in the middle. I think that's usually what they do. They they try to you know security, I guess, huh? Make us get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> oh, not getting hurt. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, is there any issues with snoring? Oh yeah. Not not you, of course. I don't want to point any fingers, but you know, That's funny. any any uh, stories to I, share? I really am pretty sure it's not me, but everyone says that. <laughs> pretty you know? sure it's not me. <laughs> pretty says, sure. Says anyone um, who snores. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so usually, I'm about in the middle of the pack of like who goes to bed first. So there will be you know six people back there by the time I crawl in my bunk, and like. This last night we were on the tour, I went back there and there were three people snoring, like having a conversation with their snores. It was oh hilarious. Gosh, I'm like, funny. you guys are just doing a little trio right now. And these are all people who have <laughs> claimed, I do not snore. No, I don't. You know, it's my, funny. My wife says I snore, but yeah. I don't believe her. I've never heard myself. See, yeah. this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't know if it's you. It's funny. So when you arrive at a destination and the technical guys have hauled all the gear in and and whatnot, what's the what's the pecking order when it comes to sound checks and getting ready for the for the show that later that day? Yeah, it's really most of the day is just getting everything set up. Um, we have you know two big trailers that we're carrying, and so the production guys are amazing and. Um, set up for pretty much the whole morning and then we do sound checks in backwards order so danny goes first um and so he and his usually takes the longest because he has the most people and the longest set and everything so 
will sound check for Danny and then Austin will sound check and then I'll sound check like right before the doors open. Um, which mm. is a couple hours before the at that point. So right. it takes us all afternoon to get everything sounding at least okay. <laughs> Sounds I've, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Aisha, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that typical the way typically the way sound checks go at at um, you know whether it's a festival or or uh, any kind of concert where the the main artist or the yeah the headliner. headliner goes goes first mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then it goes backwards as it were. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's brilliant. Even in my sound check, we'll do my first song last, so they're ready to go when we start the show. Right, that's cool. Have you been overseas yeah. yet? I I don't think I've been overseas to play yet, but okay, um, get ready. Get are in ready. the works. That could be fun. Yes. I know. <laughs> get ready. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So when you're yeah. back in yeah. town, is your is your time spent doing some of these co-writes? Are you still doing that, or are you busy with um, you know just taking some downtime between the shows right now? Yeah, well, it's funny because usually the day we get back, I'm pretty exhausted that day. Yeah. So that's sure. usually like that's rest day, and then maybe the next day, yeah, I'll have a co-write or some meetings or just whatever's happening in town. Um, I'm definitely writing less than I was for for several months i was writing five days a week um wow and that that was a lot it was like yeah a song a day and and that was a super fun season but definitely not sustainable forever i mean you just can't have that many song ideas like one for every single day is tricky yeah (laughs) so um a good one every day is tricky (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so it's been really great writing about once a week right now is is perfect and then yeah, catching up on whatever and repacking for the next run of shows. There you go. Is what I'm doing. Well, it's yep. not just that. that I laundry. Mean, yeah, I was going to say there's yep. laundry. There's all the stuff that you need to do that <laughs> most people take for granted as far as time is concerned. I, I years, ago, years ago worked with someone, and of course we live in Canada, um, and so we get snow, believe it or not, in the winter time. Yeah. And he would go yeah. traveling on business and it, there would be a huge snowfall while he's gone. And so not only does he have to come back and do laundry before he heads out again, he'd have to oh gosh, shovel he's snow. Gotta shovel. And yeah, he's going to do a whole pile oh, of no. work. Just, just the regular maintenance I know around the house. nothing of the sort. No, but you've got grass cutting or something, right? You've got the lawn maintenance, yes. right? There's that. Yes. You know? Yes. So mm-hmm. if it's just laundry yep. you have to worry about, that's that's yeah. probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Laundry, yeah. you know, making sure the house isn't a mess. Right. Maybe a, a good shower would be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. So besides <laughs> besides the collaborations in the writing uh, side of things, have you done any or are you continuing to do other collaborations where either you're playing for another artist or you're singing on their album? Yeah, I've done a lot of that. Um, it's fun because people can send me whatever they need me to play on. And I can do that from wherever I am, whether I'm on the road or at home or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get to play on probably more things, but um, I just did a bunch of background vocals for Jason Gray's new album. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure to work with these guys. Favorite artist so far that you've worked with? Oh boy, no, that's hard. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, it's, hard, either that or, it's either that or I'm going to say the worst artists, right? So, oh yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, 
I don't want that either. Um, <laughs> I will That's say funny. a bunch of the guys on Centricity's label are just great. So Jason Gray is on there. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon Heath mm-hmm. is on there now that I've written for. Um, Apollo LTD yep. has done some production for me, and they're so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of those guys probably. And what about an artist that you'd like to work with, but you haven't had the opportunity yet? Oh my gosh, man. Um, I, I've been actually writing a lot with you guys know blessing offer. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, yes. He's mm-hmm. so great. He is yeah. so, so talented. Our styles. Yeah. It's been so fun to, cause we both play keys mm-hmm. to kind of play together and write together. And, um, yeah. So that could definitely be something in the future. Um, I mean, dr- Lauren Daigle is like a dream collaboration. Um, mm-hmm. And she's all, she's also on Centricity. So she's been really kind. And um, yeah. So have Man, you, have you actually I, I worked with her see. yet? With Lauren? I haven't worked with her yet, but okay. um, we have been on like some of the same, you know, we went out to LA to meet with some radio folks and, um, spent a little bit of time with her. So, um, she's just one of the most genuine people and yeah, I, she's awesome. Honestly, really cool. I, I think, I think Lauren Daigle is still probably one of my all time favorite female artists as far as, oh, yeah? yeah, like I just love her, her voice when she sings. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a hint of raspiness sometimes, but sure, her sure. range is incredible and, and it yes. appears to be effortless, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. What makes me, this is so interesting to me, is like when Centricity found her, she wasn't even an artist. Like she didn't even think she was going to do that. Yeah, she, she was, it was a songwriting. was for somebody else. Yeah, it was a songwriting camp. Oh, really? I, I chatted with her mm-hmm. a few years ago and, and she had mentioned something about that, that uh, she went to one of these songwriting retreats and she wasn't even on the list yep. to go but somebody bailed somebody was sick or something so she ended up going <laughs> kind of last minute and then kind of discovered there or whatever and it was it was wow. you know never meant to happen as it were you know see yes but at the end of the day Anything what's can... meant to be will be right that's right that's <laughs> yes right. that's for really cool. sure yeah. for sure yeah that would be a great uh collaboration between you and her i think that would be incredible oh, yeah your so tone fun. is is pretty sick man i mean that in <laughs> a good you. way <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be it. so fun well listen thank you so much uh for your time natalie um really a pleasure thank to, you guys to chat with you and yes. uh so we appreciate your time and really enjoying your music oh thank you so much guys appreciate it and tell those fellas that we all said hello on the road awesome i will i will yeah. awesome yeah have a great day. You All too. Right. Take care. You too. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye, Natalie. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was that was so good. It um, took me down memory lane, to tell you the truth. And uh, I remember during uh, one of our first tours um, and being on the road. I was I was on the road with about eleven guys, and um, and I felt like big sister slash auntie because every morning um, when we'd get into a new city the boys would get off and oh so it was 11 guys on the bus with you yes oh my goodness (laughs) yeah um and my my brother included um so he was looking out for me and i'd i'd get up 
And when the boys will get off the bus, I'm there like trying to run the vacuum and clean up the bathroom. And and you're the know, artist? You're the artist <laughs> on the road and you're doing all that? Come on. It's not fair. But they were some of the best times, though. Really, they were some of the best times. We had so much fun. And shucks, you got to gotta watch the uh the snacks and, and eating late and got to maintain discipline. My brother put on about 20 pounds. One oh, of wow. our first tours. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, a skinny kid. All the fast food but, in the middle of the night and whatever, yeah. whatever food you're, you're, I'll use the word stuck with in catering at the venue. Right. 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 And yeah. But definitely some of the best times, some of the greatest memories that I have, um, being on the road, being on tour, and in the buses. I suppose that's the fun time when you get to play a little bit as far as being an artist is concerned, because there's a lot of work behind the scenes, whether it's the writing, sure. uh, the recording, and all the uh, the the um, paperwork and administrative type stuff that needs to happen behind sure. the scenes, even arranging the tours and uh, and meeting with the label and, and whatnot. So when you're finally on the road to tour the music that you've recorded it's kind of like yes ah, take a little bit of a break have some fun do some you know mm -hmm. touring as you're sightseeing, your sightseeing. And... yeah that sort of thing that's kind of nice yeah it is very nice well listen before we go uh time for some artist advice with jesse reeves don't set your eyes on being on top of the mountain set your eyes on the people that god has set in front of you um even as a songwriter to write songs for the people that are right in front of you, to write songs for the people in your living room or in your sphere of influence. And uh, in my experience, that's been the songs that God has breathed on. And I've written a hundred songs that I think, oh, this is gonna kill in an arena. And nobody's ever heard those songs. But the songs that I write to try to minister to the people that are right in front of me seem to be the ones that God breathes on. So I think that'd be my number one thing is just to just to write for the people in your immediate sphere of influence. Interesting take. Yeah, when he started by saying, don't set your eyes on the mountain, I immediately mm -hmm. thought he was going to go towards uh, setting your eyes on the valley and writing songs about that period when you're in a valley, mm -hmm. right? Because to me, songs like that are more meaningful to people very often. At least that's what I found, you know, over the last couple of years coming out sure, of the pandemic sure. and whatever else. But then he turned it around talking about, you know, writing meaningful songs for the people around you. And I suppose that could be the same thing because everybody's at a different point in their lives, right? Right, right. Yeah. And we life's really all about seasons. And um, if you're in tune then you'll be able to write songs that people are able to relate with or relate to. Yeah. And that's interesting, um, his advice. Yeah, I like the word relatable. I think that's what he's basically mm -hmm. saying. Songs that are relatable. Yeah. Well, thank you to Jesse Reeves and uh, many thanks to Natalie Lane as well for joining us on this week's episode of Between the Grooves.
Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends, rating our podcast, or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com. 